Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Adrian, a.k.a. Cheese. My guest here with me is Wes Molanson, and I don't need to repeat who he is because he's been on several episodes. So, Wes, how are you doing so far? I'm great, Cheese. How about yourself? I'm doing really good. Purpose of, of this episode is continuing on with the road to the NFL, um, and this time we're going to cover the MC, NFC South. And, and then who's in the NFC South is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints. And then, yeah, and we're just going to, you know, get straight to it. So, Wes, last year's uh, winner was the Buccaneers. So who do you have winning it this year? I have the Buccaneers repeating as conference champions for the NFC South. What do you got, Cheese? I got, you know, I, I got to agree with you, Wes, you know, for once. Just kidding. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I do got the Bucs uh, winning this division because I think the NFC South is such a weak division, you know what I'm saying? Would you agree with that, Wes? Like, how do you feel about the division in general coming into this season? Yeah, I mean, it really is. And the only team that really has performed well over the past few seasons is the Buccaneers. And we know, like, I mean, the Falcons have a new quarterback. Right. The Saints, we don't know about Jameis, how he's going to recover from his ACL injury. And then, like, obviously we know what's going on with the Carolina Panthers. I'm sure we'll get into it later. But, like, they could have a new quarterback as well. So, like, I think, like, the Bucks are, like, the only team in this division that have been, like, solidified as a cohesive unit and have a guy that they can trust, obviously, in Tom Brady, which is probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, you have him to be your security blanket that I just don't think any of the other teams in this division really have. Right, Wes. Right. I do agree with you on that one. And honestly, if Tom Brady wasn't pussyfooting around with his, like, you know, retirement, <laughs> say he, if he were, like, would legit officially retired, I feel like the division would be, the whole division would be a shit show. So thankfully, yeah, it would, it would definitely be bad. So thankfully, Tom Brady has come back to, you know, to make this division somewhat fun to watch. Because, you know, if, if it wasn't for Tom Brady coming back, I don't think we would never see any like primetime games within this, this division. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this division is not very strong at all. At all. So, Wes, can you name me? Uh, yeah, say your weekends from, you know, at the standings from first to last of 20 of the NFC 2022 from, okay. you know, from the records and then the, the division records. Gotcha. So, I have obviously the Bucks in first place going 11 and 6. Conference record of four and two. And then I got New Orleans Saints in second with a regular season of nine and eight, which is kind of depending that Jameis is going to be full healthy, fully healthy, because they kind of bought in with him, but they have a new coach. So I'm kind of nervous about that. But like their schedule is not too tough. So I said like nine and eight for the New Orleans Saints, conference record of also four and two. And then I had, let's see what we else got. Okay. So then we got Carolina Panthers of eight and nine regular season record and a conference record of three and three. I think that's if Baker Mayfield's our starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. And then the Falcons I have at six and 11 and conference of two and four, just because they're so young and Marcus Mariota being a new quarterback. Uh, I think it's just going to be a rough learning curve year for them. Wow. Wow. I like it. I like, you know, your projections. So yeah. my projections, Wes is, you know, okay. obviously uh, first place is the Tampa Buccaneers. Which yep. I have them going in 13 and four. Their division, okay. I have them going five and one. Second place is the New Orleans Saints, which yep. I have them going 11 and six, which their division record is going to be five and one. Third place, I'm going to have the Carolina Panthers at five and 12, 
for what, like the third straight year. That's my projection. And then their division is going to be one and five. For last place, um, no surprise, is the Atlanta Falcons. I have them going one and 16 with the division record one and five. Oh, Yeah, I really have them going. You have them low. Yeah, who's I have their, them. Who do you, you have them beating? Well, uh, you, I believe you, uh, they're going to uh, beat the Panthers at least once. Okay. See, I have, like, I don't, I don't know if you have the schedule pulled up or not, but, like, I think that a very winnable game for them is against the Seahawks, even though it's away. The Seahawks aren't very good at all, obviously, right mm-hmm. now. Maybe and then, if, they if they get tri- Jimmy G, though, yeah. it'd, be, they'd be tough. And then, yeah, yeah. obviously, we, and then I have the Bears. And then definitely, those are two wins I think they could mm-hmm. definitely grab. So, I don't know. But, I yeah, had, they, they're going to be – they're going to struggle bad cheese. Yeah, I know. I agree. I have the Bears winning that one. But, oh, anyway, wow, yeah. we can talk about more about Falcons football later. So, Wes – Let's let's hear your take on why do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be first place? Like, what makes them give me a good team for this year coming? Okay, so it's just like what you said. She's like, this division is not very good at all. Like, right. the NFC South is very – I mean, and you had them even lower than I did. We had the same rankings, obviously, but just different records. Right. Like, I think that the teams that he has to play against day in, day out, they're just like – aren't good. Like we said, like they have either they have a brand new coach they have, they don't know who their starting quarterback is, or they have a new starting quarterback, a second year head coach, like the Falcons new starting quarterback, second year head coach. And like, it's very hard for a team that's young and have to play against somebody that's like Tom Brady level. And obviously being successful in this offense and for the Buccaneers. So I think that they're just going to keep riding this hot wave. I mean, they're not going to be like, I mean, eleven and six, in my opinion, is a good record. You had them at what thirteen and four, right? Yes, sir. So, like, we expect them to be good, but like, I don't think they're going to make as deep of a run in the playoffs as they have previously been because, like, their schedule is obviously just very weak. They don't really play very many good guys. I think that's going to be a big thing for them to win the conference. And like I said, she's just having no one else in that division really be a solidified team. Like a legit threat to be, them. Yeah, is going to be like the only reason that they go so much, you know what I mean? Like right. why they win. So Wes, I'm here. So to mention, honestly, the whole division as a whole, the NFC South, they actually have a tough schedule, you know, as a whole. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I can see why Wes, you also have them at going at 11, six, because they do have a tough schedule because they face the Cowboys. They face the Saints two times, like always. And usually, yeah. most of the time, throughout Tom Brady's tenure as a Buccaneer, he struggles against the Saints. You know, they yeah, but new coach, to, right? Yeah, the, as oh, oh yeah, head coach. Because both who are you talking about, Saints or Buccaneers? Because both of them have new head coaches. I was talking about the Saints. Yeah, and then it's now in the defense coordinator. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just like you know, the Saints always put up a good fight against the Buccaneers. I love seeing those two go against each other. You know. Yeah. And also, I agree. Uh, the Buccaneers also face the Packers. The Chiefs, the Ravens, yep. the Rams, the Browns, assuming yep. they have Deshaun Watson, the Niners, the Bengals, and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say that about mm-hmm. that schedule? Yeah, I think it's definitely like you said, they like they're um out of out of league games are very tough because like I mean, you obviously had the Bengals winning the Super Bowl last year. We know what the Chiefs are. We know what the the Rams literally won the Super Bowl last year, so we know how tough they're gonna be. Ravens upgraded so much in their team. So, yeah, like you said, geez, their out-of-league games are very tough. But like you said, and we agreed on, the NFC South is just so bad that they like can just <laughs> pretty much cakewalk through this league. 
Yeah, I'm like laughing right now about this division. So, anyways, was what makes like the Buccaneers good, you know? Even though they lost safety Jordan Whitehead to the New York Jets, right? And they lost yeah. offensive guard Alex Caps to the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals, a free agency. They still managed to keep our receiver Chris Godwin, yeah. and they still managed to resign um uh Jensen. What's his name? From oh, the, the center. Uh, the center. Is it like Preston Jensen or something like that, uh, or something weird. Hold on, hold on. I don't know hold what on. his first name is. Yeah, the center. He's Ryan good. Jensen. He's Ryan Jensen. Ryan. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So I have they resigned Ryan Jensen. I think I think that was like key because I feel like in my opinion, West. Um, Ryan Jensen is one of the most underrated centers in the league. Even before Brady came into the team, I always had respect and always loved watching uh, this guy perform. Oh, 100%. I agree. And definitely having somebody like Tom Brady under center that he trusts somebody at that position is huge for them. Because, like, I mean, if you get a new guy and Tom Brady's like, I don't know how I like him being my center, you know, it's going to turn heads. It's going to make people, like, struggle. But, yeah, I think that him being back and helping Tom Brady be like, a security blanket is going to be big for them. Yeah, like, you know, I felt like that re-signing was so underrated. I feel like no one really it, talked it was. about it. Yeah. It was. Yeah, not, not a lot of people said anything about it. And then you're right. You know, Tom Brady's, what, in year 21, year 20? What do you say? It's insane. Something I can't like believe you're saying then, Yeah, that. he doesn't want to. The, the least of his worries of going to year 20, 21, is that um he doesn't want to deal with the rookie center or uh, exactly. that, that doesn't know what he's doing. He's ready to win. You know, he's not messing around. He's trying exactly. to go for his what? What's his eighth ring? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, man. So you know, it's like no bullshit. You know, during this time, like dial it in. Yep, you got to go now, right? Yeah, and then Wes, um, and then I want to talk about. I want to hear your thoughts about Bruce Arians retiring. And do you think Todd Bowles Bowles is gonna take uh, do a good job taking over as head coach for this team? I think so. I mean, he was obviously already in the like obviously the organization kind of was a help around them. But so I think he's going to be a good guy. I mean, we know that he's kind of been up and down um, in his past coaching career. But like, I think that Hubble is a great coach. I think that he's going to be able to do something good with the uh, Buccaneers. But yeah, I'm kind of sad to see Bruce Arians go because I always love watching him be on the sidelines with the Buccaneers, having him get all fired up. He's always like super red face and kind of fun to watch. And very energetic, so I kind of I'm gonna miss him. But yeah, I think they're gonna be in good hands either way, just because they also have old boy Tom Brady back there. Yeah, agreed. So you know, I do agree with you. Even though he's freaking old as hell, you know, Bruce Arians, you know, he yeah, was he not he was not the coach, not not to mess around, as you can tell by like, at the AB situation, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. And Wes, it still helps for Tampa Bay that they still have their offense coordinator Brian Leftwich, which he was a top uh, head coach candidate, you know. So that helps yeah. him a lot. Yeah, I mean, and again, we keep going back to this over and over again. It's Pooh Tom Brady trust. And if you have that, if you have people around Tom Brady that he trusts, you're going to be just fine. Yeah, like one less, uh, what do you call it? One less worry on his, like, what, mind, at least. Like, you know? Yeah, like one less thing on his plate to worry about. Exactly. I think for Buccaneers to reach their ceiling, to reach the record I project them to go in at 13-4, I just feel like they need to stay healthy because – they had a I lot agree. of injury injuries last year that like you know kind of brought them down, Wes. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So, um, is there anything you would like to add about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before we move on to second place, New Orleans Saints? No, I think we did a good, decent job. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and then obviously we all know they're going to make the playoffs without doubt. And I feel like you know they won't get that first round by. I feel like my projection, Wes, which we will talk about maybe in, in another podcast. 
the I feel like the Rams are going to go number one in the NFC. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about earlier. That like I don't think they're going to go as deep as what they have been in the previous years, like in the playoffs. So that's one thing to keep an eye out. Yeah, right. I'm so mind blown that we have no disagreement so far. Wow. I know. I know. We're we're moving good right now. Under roll. Okay. <laughs> Second place was Saints. Um, yeah. So. What's your take on this team, and why do you think they're second place in this division, in this weak-ass division? <laughs> so, I mean, we've talked about it, like us two, I think we've talked about it, like, off-set or off-air or whatever. Uh, yeah, off it's, like, it's, it's a lot about Jameis Winston, I think. I think having him, having Jameis be healthy and having the team buy back into him, like, they were bought into him last year. Like, when he was – Healthy, they were playing pretty good. I think they started off pretty hot, didn't they? Last yeah, they year, they blew out the Packers like week one. I, believe. I was gonna say, I remember they started off pretty hot last year. So if if he can become, I know he's not like a top. In my mind, he's not like a top fifteen quarterback or anything, but like he's good enough to get the job done, and people are gonna buy into him. And I mean, depending on how Dennis Allen gets these guys going, is gonna be the biggest thing for them. Because I think that, I mean, like you said, cheese, and we've said this multiple times already on this show. This division is terrible. So, like, if they can just win, I mean, like, what do you have their record as? My record for them was going 11-6. Okay, so, like, I was 9-8. and eight. So, like, it's, we're very similar. So, I think that they, those are very achievable win winning totals because of how bad the division is because, like, they're going to win four or five games in the division just alone. You know what I mean? So, I think that depending on quarterback, James Winston being healthy, and Dennis Allen, how – the guys rally around him is going to be the biggest thing for them. I think they're going to have a decent, successful year. Yeah, I agree with you, Wes, on that one. And then, yeah, Wes, with the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously going to win, projected to win this division, I can easily see the Saints making it to a, a NFC wild card spot. Would you agree with that? Obviously? Yeah, they'd have to sneak in. I think that, I mean, we've talked about this already, too. The NFC is not very strong, in all honesty, like all around. The NFC is not very strong league or side or whatever you know what i mean like the afc is a lot stronger than the nfc so i think that having a nine and eight record 11 and six record around that area is going to be able to get them in a wild card spot so they could probably sneak into one for sure yeah because if this was the if they were in the afc and then it'd be a struggle it'd be, it'd be like a that. yeah we don't know at the point yeah so yeah. it was about my take about the saints they'll go in second place yeah about going yeah being second place in this division even though yeah. they lost Pro Bowl left tackle Taron Armstead going to yeah. the Miami Dolphins in free agency, yep. I yep. think they still had a pretty good draft. And drafting the by, by drafting in the first round, they drafted wide receiver Chris Olave from Ohio State, stud. Good get. Uh, yep. To help out Michael Thomas, and hopefully Michael Thomas, you know, I really figures out out everything over there. Yeah, Jeez and stays peace. healthy to really yeah. make this team, you know, a playoff team. And and also in the draft, they also drafted. Offensive tackle Trevor Panning for Northern Iowa to to most likely replace Terry Armstead. So, your thoughts about like the draft picks they picked and stuff like that? Yeah, I definitely remember uh, remember saying, okay, like the Saints are actually making some very good picks because, I mean, the tackle they got was like he was a little bit later than I expected, right? Like he was wasn't supposed to be there, and they kind of got him. So yeah, that was, was like, a good get. Yeah. And then like Chris Olave, we know what he's we, what he can do. He was a top three receiver in this draft. And, like, he was a guy that was very able to take the top off of the defense. You know what I mean? And we know Michael Thomas isn't really known for his deep threats. It's kind of catching, like, shorter passes, making moves, 
being able to do stuff after the catch. Pretty lengthy too. It, huh? And Michael Thomas is pretty lengthy too. Yeah, he is. He's very tall. And so like different body types to help out their defense and like kind of widen their um, like horizons for their mm-hmm. offense to be able to help them excel a little bit better. Right. And Wes, and t- speaking about receivers for this team, they also added Jar- Jarvis Landry to increase the wide receiver depth. Your thoughts yep. on this? And I mean, and he's a veteran guy that can help out Chris Lave learn a lot in this offense. Very a lot. And yeah. And, and like we saw like on his hard knocks, he was not like, he's about winning. He's about business. He wants to do it the right way. And so, like, that's going to be huge for a young wide receiver like Chris Olave to learn from a guy like Jarvis Landry and be able to, like, see, okay, this is how I'm supposed to be a pro. This is what I'm supposed to do. And, like, he's going to be able to rise Chris Olave's stock a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I feel like Jarvis Landry in this at this point in his career, because he's a veteran at this point, yep. um, I feel like he's juiced up to do good because, you know, in his career he hasn't really had, like, the best, like – Playoff hopes, you know? So, yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, yeah. So hopefully he can, you know, help this team win and then, you know, to take him to the playoffs. And who knows? Maybe, maybe make a run. Yeah. Yeah, maybe make an underrated deep run, like make them the underdogs. We'll see. And also, Wes, I like, what I still like about the Saints team, I love – they need to use Alvin Kamara while he's still in his prime because he has great balance, yeah. great footwork, yeah. and great patience on that field. Your thoughts about Alvin Kamara? I mean, he's, he's a stud, no doubt about it. I mean, one of the better – like shiftier running backs in the league. I mean, he's very tough to tackle. He can bust anything deep. He can go, he can turn a probably a five yard gain into like a 15, 20 yard gain at any time. He can take the top off of the defense. He can catch out of the backfield. He can do everything, Chiefs. Yep, he him. is a great running back for the NFL. And I think that if they use him correctly and Chris Olave correctly, as well, like all that whole wide receiving core that we were just talking about, if they use those weapons correctly and have a healthy James Winston, I'd watch out. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, teams shouldn't like sleep on the Saints. You know, exactly. Because like that, the Bucks team's obviously gonna overlook the whole div- the overlook the whole the division. Yeah, so that could also hurt them, and maybe help out the Saints a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So isn't it Mark Ingram their backup running back? Right? Do they? You know. Still? I think so. At least he used to be. Well, yeah, I think I, I didn't hear about him going to their team, but assuming if he's still on the team, you know, I mean, this talks about research, but anyways, I'm joking. But um, <laughs> I really hope, you know, if Mark, assuming Mark Ingram's on the team, that can help him, them a lot because, you know, he's a good veteran. He knows that franchise pretty yep. well. And yeah, I feel like, yep. you know, this is a good, you know, very, uh, what do you call it, running back deal. Oh, 100%. I agree. And also about the Saints team, expect their defense to be great last year, especially when they picked up safeties like Marcus uh, May from the Jets and, the, you know what, the goat, the honey badger, Tyron Matthew from the Chiefs. <laughs> yep. So what do yep. you think about their defense? Do you think they can form as good as they did last year, especially with the improvements on the secondary they made? Yeah, I think the secondary, they were very lacking in that spot, and they got a good guy. And honey badger, I was hoping my Eagles could have got him. That's all right. Um, But, yeah, I think that – Upgrading their defense is going to help them out a lot and help out their offense even more because having a trusted defense is the best offense, honestly. Like being able to stop people and have your team in better position is going to help out your offense. So upgrading the defense is huge for them, and that's going to be able to maybe make them sneak into the wild card game like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, Wes, I also liked what you said about when you said about Coach Dennis Allen, right? Yeah. Uh, here was my question, and I'm pretty sure you answered it, but – uh, I would like you to touch more on this. So do you think the team would be different without Sean Payton leading them since, you know, Sean Payton has been in that franchise for so long, you know? Do you think they can be successful without his leadership? Do you think Dennis Allen can really step up? 
Yeah, I think that's – I mean, they're huge shoes to fill. I mean, like, the Saints without Sean Payton is a weird thing to even think about and say out loud. I know, it's, you know so, I mean? it's still a weird thing about that. So I think that they getting a guy that was in the organization is kind of big because he already knows what the Saints are about, what they want to do. So hopefully he's well-liked around on the team because if not, the team's going to turn against them. It's going to be hard to build a culture that you want to be with and that you want to be able to, like, help out and help win and make a successful team just like Sean Payton did with the Saints. So I think that depending on how – well, the team responded to Sean Payton just kind of leaving abruptly and not really like you know what I mean. Like it was kind of like, whoa, Sean Payton's retiring. What? Yeah, what, it's just unexpected. Yeah, so I think that I mean having Dennis Allen be the guy that was kind of already in the organization that could help out a lot and just kind of if he can just take over Sean Payton's kind of role of being okay, we're this type of team, we're doing this, we're doing this. That's going to be the biggest question is if he's going to try to change too much and the players won't respond. But if he's able to do the right things and build a good culture, I think that the Saints are going to be, like, very good here in the next few years with Dennis Allen. Yeah, I agree. I, You know, I feel like they should be fine. You know, no doubt they're going to make an NFC wild card spot. You know, I have faith in them. Their defense is good. Like we said, their offense is pretty good as long as, you know, everyone stays consistent, everyone uh, stays healthy. And then, you know, and then even with the tough – sorry, I lost my train of thought. Uh, even, <laughs> with, even with a tough schedule, I think they should be fine, Wes. Any, yeah. any more things to say about this team? Nope. All right, Wes. So uh, moving on to the third place, Carolina Panthers. So you had them. What was your record going? Uh, let me look. I think I had them at eight and nine. So, Wes, I want to um, hear your take on why do you think they go? The you have them going eight and nine versus my record of five and 12. Because, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, so – this my eight nine record is basically if Baker Mayfield's a starting quarterback. I have a lot more faith in Baker Mayfield than I do of Sam Darnold. And I know that's kind of like because they're kind of like they're very similar and had very similar careers, but I think Baker Mayfield is has more like fire in him, has more want to win than Sam Darnold does. And I mean, there's a couple like I think this is the it's hard to say because. Like, we really don't know who the starting quarterback is, but, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's Baker Mayfield, I think they go 8-9. and nine. If it's Sam Darnold, I think they go a little bit worse. But that's whatever. But, yeah, I think that they have, like you said, she's kind of a tough out-of-league schedule. And I think that they kind of sneak – they sneak three conference games out. I think they split with the Buccaneers, which is kind of a shock because we've talked about how bad this division is and what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably going to do this division. But, like, the Matt Rule being the head coach – of the Carolina Panthers getting a new offensive coordinator this year after Joe Brady got booted uh, halfway through last season. I think it's going to be different for them to be able to run a better offense, be able to connect more. But one thing I'm worried about now that I'm thinking about it is Robbie Anderson was not too happy about the whole Baker incident and the whole getting Baker over. But I think Baker is a better option than Sam Darnold. Like I said, I keep going back to that, but like that's the biggest news in, in football right now is last week when Baker got sent over there. But I think that it just depends on how well the team responds to Matt Rule and the new offense with Baker and what's going to happen with that record. Yeah, um, Wes, so I do agree with you that I feel like, personally, the Bengals going to be the starter over Sam Darnold, you know, because why else would you go trade for him, you know? Yeah, but they, they didn't give up much, a seventh-round pick. I mean – That ain't much. Yeah, I mean, Baker's, what do you call it, perspective, it's better than not playing at all, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%, you know, 100%. Standing behind Deshaun Watson or what's his name? 
Jacoby uh, Brissett. Brissett, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, either way, it adds QB competition with Baker coming in because not only did they have him, Sam Darnold, but they had Ricky Matt Corral. So, you know, yeah. Matt Corral is getting a good – he will, like, learn some, you know, good things even though he doesn't start, you know. 100%. And talking about uh, head coach Matt Rule, I feel like if he doesn't perform this, you know – yeah, you know, pretty yeah. pretty good in the season. Yeah, he, I can see him getting fired midway because he's in the yeah. hostile US because he has a 10 and 23 record as head coach with this team heading into the season. So yeah, Wes, what would you say about that? Maybe him yeah, getting I, fired that they don't step things up. I wholeheartedly agree with the cheese. I mean, like I said, they kind of they can Joe Brady last year, uh, which was the OC, um, originally from LSU. Um, and obviously we know Matt Rule came from college. He's a Baylor guy, and he kind of deals with younger guys better, in my opinion. I don't know for sure. I mean, I mean, their best player, CMC, was hurt, I mean, for, like, the whole time he's been there. You know what I mean? So it's very hard to kind of see. But, like, if you're not able to adjust and overcome those things, it's going to be hard for you to stay in the NFL as a head coach. I mean, just being honest, it's a business, right? Exactly. So I think that you your point is correct, that if Matt Rule does bad, He's going to be coaching in college next year, 100%. I agree with that. No doubt no doubt in my mind. But, like, depending on how these guys respond to this whole situation is going to tell what, how they do, you know? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, the – what's his name, Robbie or Roddy Anderson? Robbie. Yeah. I think it would be. Yeah, yeah, hopefully he, you know – it's it would just like a – like what do you call it? A little moment back when he – Yeah, just about like – yeah. Like a fuss. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, they get along because, you know, they still have a decent rev receiver group in DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I mean, I feel like they're not the best duo, obviously, but they're pretty decent. And then yeah. um, they improved on their offensive line. They dropped the offensive tackle. Ikanu, I'm gonna I'm not gonna say his first name, but Ikwanu oh, yeah. from NC State. I think that yep. was a great pickup for them. Great pick. be a solid, you know, tackle for them Agreed. in the next like several years, you know. Hopefully one of the top one of the best, you know, in the future. Yeah. And then, you know, and then yeah, I mean, I feel like what you were saying, Wes, with you know, with the head the head coach being uncertain, you know, with Matt Rowe being in the hostage, with CMC not being healthy all season, right? Yeah. I mean, his injury concern. And then once again, they're out of league schedule, the Panthers, it just makes me want, like think that hey, they're gonna go with five and twelve once again. Like that's my yeah. opinion. Like I feel like a lot of things have to go their way if they want to win more than five games. Yeah, that's one thing that's like it's very hard to tell because you just don't know what team's gonna be out. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Panthers are so up in the air, you have no idea what team you're gonna get at the beginning of the year. So it's very hard to guesstimate what their record is. But yeah, we agree. Third place in the division, that's not very good. So obviously not a very good team. Yeah, they truly have not been the same without, you know, prime Cam Newton. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, I was just and then, okay, how about this, Wes? I have a question. So, okay. say, you know how, what was it like last year? The CMC only played, like, what, four games, three games? Something like that. He was on my fantasy team, and geez, oh, Pete. I knew. I knew. I, I'm so glad I didn't pick him because I knew that was going to happen. I'm not picking him this year, I can tell you that. <laughs> That's for That's damn for sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's the, here's the question to you, Wes. If CMC okay. has the season exactly like he did, like, last season, do you think they move um, on for him? Because he did sign a good big contract. Uh, that's what that's what's so hard about running backs nowadays. Like you give them a big contract, like CMC's not the only one. Like I mean, Todd Ezekiel Gurley, Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. Yep, like those guys that have like huge years back to back. 
like, okay, he's coming off a great year. We need to sign him. We need to pay more. Like, running backs just kind of, like, fall off every once in a while. And he's one of the guys that can't stay healthy. So, I don't know if they move on, per se. But, like, I don't know what else you would do. Because if he's going to be hurt all the time, it's not worth even having him and paying him that much money all the time. Yeah. I so mean, it could go either way, I think. I feel like, Wes, if he does have the season he did, like, last year, like, still injury prone, I feel like they're going to feel good. Go they're yeah, going to. I mean, gone. I can see it for sure. Yeah, not gone, like you said, per se. But for sure, the Panthers are going to look into a running back for sure next year, whether it's from a free agency or the draft for next year. Yeah, I agree. I, I'll, I'll agree with that, yeah. Yep, yep. So the only thing that we don't need to add anything else for the you know, third-place Panthers. No. Nope. Same thing for the best for last. Is, uh, no, no. Yeah, see, I wouldn't last. know about best for last. No. Yeah, just kidding. Um, <laughs> last place, uh, Falcons, right? So yep. we already know that we don't have high expectations for them. So, Wes, do you have any, like, thoughts on why you think – what makes them, like, not so good this year? I mean, I think it's just not really – I mean, Marcus Mariota is a good quarterback, but he's not a number one QB in the NFL, in my opinion, right now. He used to he used to be able to sneak in there, but, like, he's not, like, you're going to be your, like, main starter guy. And, I mean, Arthur Smith, he likes to run that offense because he was from Tennessee where Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota was. Obviously not last year. He was on the Raiders, but, like – Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, could do something with Marcus Mariota to be able to make that offense a little bit more dynamic. I mean, having Kyle Pitts helps out a lot, and they have a really good tight end too. So I think that their weapons are going to be okay, but I'm just kind of nervous about the whole Marcus Mariota being a starting quarterback like for the first time in a long time, really. Like, what is it, four or five years? Something like that. So, like, I mean, it's going to be like a world whirlwind shock for – the Falcons, but I think they sneak more wins than you think. So you you had them low, low. So oh, I think yeah. that, I mean, yeah, they're not that good. But and obviously not having Calvin Ridley all year is gonna hurt them, honestly. So like that's a weapon that they lost. So I think it could definitely. I think they're like a like I have them at six wins. So like I think that's like their best they could do. Yeah, six wins. So reason why Wes I have them going, you know, striding for the first pick overall. For next year's draft <laughs> is that I feel like they're gonna have a similar like rebuild season similar to Chicago Bears because they're like they have lack of talent. Yeah, like they, they really don't have much. Even though they drafted uh wide receiver Drake London from USC. Yeah, which like which thank thank God they drafted him because they desperately need a receiver like him yeah. with Kevin Ridley like you said being suspended for the season yeah. for betting. I mean, come on NFL like I, I can see like, maybe like three for a game, but look really a full season. Yeah. What the heck? But anyway, you know, other than that, I don't can't really think about any top two receivers in the team besides London. You know, assuming if he's not a bust and Pitts, like, right. I can't really think about anyone else, right? And I feel Kyle like Pitts, he's a weapon. He's I guess he's not really technically a wide receiver, but well, we all everyone thinks he's more of a receiver though. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's also his tight end. Um, and then let's going to your point. Yes, Mark Marietta should have shown like sparks, you know, throughout his career about how he can be like a legit quarterback. But my thing is that yeah. he gets hurt often, so I wouldn't he be surprised. Does. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if Riller gets his chance sooner than later. And I and yeah. I feel like you know Riller may struggle in his first few starts, in my opinion, which can you know delay them in winning games. Yeah, I mean Desmond Ritter obviously was a great quarterback. At Cincinnati he had a great couple of years and kind of changing that whole Cincinnati Bearcat small school can't win anything. He kind of changed that culture a little bit, but. This is the NFL. I don't think he's ready for this at all. I mean, Marcus Mariota is a good guy to learn from because they're very similar 
as players. They like um, to run the ball a lot. Exactly, exactly. So I think that Arthur Smith is definitely trying to create an offense that's based on a running quarterback style guy, like not a pro style guy sitting in the pocket, kind of wants a dual threat guy running that offense. So, I mean, I could see how, like, if he asked, if he gets put out there, Desmond Ritter gets put out there this year, it's going to be rough, bad rough for and tough. Falcons. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I think that it's going to be, if they have to end up going with their number two quarterback and Desmond Ritter, they're going to be bad. Yeah, <laughs> very bad. Yeah, Wes, I have nothing really else to say about the team because, you know, it's going to be a rebuild season, you know what I'm saying? I yep, don't have yep. high expectations for them. No way in hell they're going to the playoffs, you know? No, 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 no way. So any any other um, thoughts or takes you have to take about this team? Uh, no, not much. Just yeah. they're going to have, like you said, she's a rebuild. Going to be a rough year for them, I think. Well, I'm just like, not like shaking my head. No disagreements. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe this, Cheese. I mean, that's the first time in our lives that we've agreed on everything. <laughs> I know, it's so rare. But next <laughs> time, hopefully the next division, maybe not so much. But Yeah, anyways, we'll, we'll have to argue a little bit there. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like, what is life? So, you know, that, <laughs> that wraps up, you know, that segment of, you know, covering the NFC South. So, yep. so Wes, like, before I move on to the cheesy question today, how far okay. can you think the Buccaneers can go into the playoffs? Do you think I mean Brady can win it for number like ring number eight? No, I don't think. Like I said, I don't think they're gonna make a deep run. I think obviously we both have them probably making the playoffs. Um, no buy, no first round buy. Uh, they might win the first round and then get beat. I don't think they can go to the conference championship this year just because of kind of the age of Tom Brady, new head coach. I think it's gonna be. Like, they're going to definitely go to the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game, and then get kicked out, I think. What do you think? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Actually, we act, I, I'd have to disagree with you on this. After we just Uh-oh. said after we just said we agree with each other. Hey, just, we jinxed it. We yeah, jinxed we it. Jinxed we should have just stopped talking it. there. We should have just ended it. <laughs> Actually, you know, Wes, I wouldn't be surprised. If Tom Brady goes. You think absolutely, so? Absolutely ham. Like, 100%, 110%. Into taking, I think, the, I think the into the I Super guess, Bowl because, like you I know, guess the what, NFC's weak. Cheese. I guess you're kind of talking me into it. I mean, you got the Rams. Yeah, maybe the Rams. Like, but you know, hey, it can be the a NFC's redemption weak. game. Assuming if they the go, NFC is weak. Yeah, assuming if those two teams go back to the NFC Championship. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. That'll be that'll be interesting to see because I mean, obviously, we know 20 years in the league, Tom Brady. Can he take this young team, this young coach? Well, not young coach, but Todd Bowles. I mean, yeah. can he take them to a? Can he go the distance? That'll be an interesting story. I, I'm not saying I'm gonna, I'm not gonna bet. I'm DraftKings like right now, like two hundred dollars. They're gonna win the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, saying, yeah, I get you. I get I'm, you. I I'm saying you it, I won't be surprised. Yeah, I agree. Okay, right. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. So there. You, I mean, Kelly, we jinx. I don't. I guess I don't agree. I just understand what you're saying. You kind of talked me into it yeah. a little bit. A little bit. Hey, that's why the podcast is here for, you know what I'm saying? It's fun times. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Wes, uh, moving on to the cheesy question of the day. So okay. today's cheesy question of the day, it actually kind of relates to, like, you know, the segment. So, Wes, what's your favorite NFL Sunday moment? And I have an idea what you're going to say, Ooh. but let's hear it. Like, of all time, you know? Of all time? Or, or if, if you say this answer, I can see you say another. So let's hear it. I mean, it's got to be when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I mean, figured that. Tell me. I mean, yeah, I mean, what was that? Three, four, or 
Well, now it's now it's well, yeah, four years ago, five, six years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Four. It's now it's a long time ago. Wow. Like, time flies. But I mean, so, I mean, explain it. Like, tell me about the experience. You know, you're with your family. You know, yep. the Eagles are in the Super Bowl in the first time in a long time during back during that time, and they yep. win it their first ever ring against Tom Brady. Yeah, against Tom Brady. Let's hear it, man. Let's hear that. As an underdog, they were underdog all all postseason. They uh, throughout the playoffs, they didn't really have much life going in uh they beat the saints when they weren't supposed to be the saints i don't know they beat the falcons because uh uh julio jones missed a fade in the back of the end zone to kind of get their run started and then after that it was just boom we were winning everything and we weren't supposed to the uh eagles players were wearing the dog masks all throughout the playoffs and kind of just owning that underdog mentality and obviously having nick Foles come in as Carson Wentz probably wins the MVP that year if he doesn't get hurt against the Rams. I mean, having all that happen and still winning, running the Philly special, Nick Foles catching a touchdown pass right in front of Tom Brady as after he dropped his wide open pass in the middle of the field. I mean, you can't get anything better than that. Beating the GOAT on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, yeah, man, it was just a great time. What, yeah, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Sunday moment? So, NFL so Sunday? Before I answer that question, the Philly special, Wes, I think that has to be one of the best Super Bowl plays I ever oh, witnessed in my life. I'm biased. That's the best. <laughs> but that's your Philly, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah, thinking about exactly. that day, you know, when Philly won you know, that night, you know what I'm saying? There were so many like yeah. moments I can remember for that night. Because I remember your mom, shout out to Claudia Melanson. Claudia Chase yep. Melanson. She documents yep, yep. everything. Everything on Facebook. on Facebook, you know, so when <laughs> she took the recorded you guys, your guys reactions to them winning it all. I was cracking up when your dad, Pat Melanson, the go said, you know, eat balls, go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, referring to like Tom Brady, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was a great win. I mean, it was insane. We, we really weren't expecting that at all. I mean, the Eagles, like I said, we're underdogs all postseason. And obviously when you're going against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, you're going to be even bigger than an underdog. So it was it was just a great Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, that's definitely the best NFL Sunday moment I've got. Oh yeah, you know, you know no matter what happens, no one no no one can take away those memories from you. Nope, and they can't take away the Super Bowl. Yeah, no one can can't take that away. ring away from you. No, no. <laughs> okay. Anyways, was my favorite uh, Sunday football Sunday? What do you call it? Sunday football. Yeah, memory. Yeah, memories. Uh, sorry. So, no, obviously, I want to say the Colts winning all, but I was so little to where, like, I can't even really enjoy it because I was so little, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it happened back in no, early 07. But anyways, Wes, here's my favorite uh, football Sunday moment. So, back my freshman year of high school. So, if you remember back in the early t- 2010s when the official p- uh, pizza of the NFL was Papa John's? Sure, yeah. Yeah. So, back it was back then because of one of 25. But anyway, yep. <laughs> so one time I was like, you know, you know, watching, you know, at home at the Akron house, watching NFL Sunday all day. And then during the afternoon, I was like, man, because they were showing those advertisements of Papa John's. I was like, man, I want some Papa John's. I want some Papa John's. <laughs> so my mom was coming back from Cedar Point because she was going with some friends for the weekend there. So I was like, mom. Right. So I was like just messing around. So I was like, mom, do you think you can pick up some Papa John's, right? 
because you know I was pregnant. <laughs> and then next thing you know, yeah. she comes in with boxes of Papa John's. I'm like, yes, man. You know, let's go. Life's amazing because you know I'm I'm just a freshman in high school. So what like what other like big worry I had to worry about in the in life, you know, or in the world? Yeah, nothing else, nothing else. Just what can I eat? What can I eat fast? Yeah, so I was enjoying that four o'clock game, that Sunday night game, enjoying some Papa John's, man. So yeah, man. dang, what a memory. Uh, I know, I know. I'm so, and this almost happened like ten years ago. It's just crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's great. It's great yeah. pizza to have for Super R for NFL Sunday for sure. Yeah, man. So that's what man. I, man, this makes me more excited than ever for you know this upcoming NFL NFL uh, season, man. Because the season oh, can man. be great. Oh man, yes it is. So Wes, um, before we like wrap it up, so on that line, do you have any like um? Maybe these are TV shows you've been watching lately. I know it's summertime. It's hard to, it's hard to um watch stuff during the summer because we're all busy, you know, doing outside stuff or right, doing right. like more working stuff and all that jazz. Yeah. So do you have any like movies or uh, TVs that you've been loving that you would like to suggest the audience to? Um, I mean, obviously Stranger Things. You know, I'm a big fan of that. That was a great uh, season four, volume two. It came out just a couple weeks ago. Uh, that was a great show to watch. I mean, I just went and saw the new Top Gun. It's very interesting, very intense, kind of emotional. And yeah, I Cabo's think that that's great. Good. It's very good. If you if you haven't watched it yet, you should probably go watch it. Um, but other than that, I haven't really been watching much TV recently, but like I've kind of been on a comedy kick, like a stand-up comedy. So like I mean, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, all those guys. Like on YouTube on Netflix, or on Netflix? Netflix, or? Netflix. Okay, yeah. Okay. There's like a but I mean it's that's not for everybody. I mean it's very slow paced and you have to, it depends on what your audience is and who's talking to you and it's kind of what you like. But yeah, those are like three things that I've kind of been into right now. How about yourself, Cheese? Well, Wes, like you said, you know, maybe someone can take your suggestion about the comedy and they can go to you and say, hey, Wes, thank you for that suggestion on that. I heard yeah. on the, the Talks with Cheese podcast. Definitely anyway, good. Guys, on my, on my, like, you know, what I've been loving lately uh, is the terminal list, which uh, is on Amazon um, Prime Video and it starts Chris Pratt. And then, yep. and then I just been, my dad's been watching that. I heard it's very good. Yeah. It's like, this is like the first show under the outside from the Marvel stuff. Right. This is the first show since like outer Banks is like where I can like binge watch it with no problem. It's like to the point oh, like really? last night, like I couldn't stop watching it. Cause I want, cause one episode I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch one episode. Right. One episode turned into three episodes, you know, cause you know, yeah. it's so good. Like to the point where I need to watch it more to find out more answers, you know? Oh, yeah. Those are always the best shows. Just being like yes. so intrigued that you can't not watch those. Yeah, exactly. Facts, no printer. And also, <laughs> um, also, I saw the new Thor movie that came out last Friday of this recording. Uh, Thor Lemon Thunder, which is the fourth film, uh, Thor, fourth Thor movie standalone. And I thought it was pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. You know, so if you guys haven't watched that, I suggest you guys watch it. And also, Chris Pratt, speaking of, he's in that movie, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I mean, Chris Pratt. I mean, he can't miss. I mean, dude's a great actor, kind of taking over right now. He's he's very fun to watch. Bro, he's having himself a great 2022 because he like is. Said, he was in, he's he's in the terminal list, right? The yep. Thor: Love and Thunder, Jurassic yep. World. Yeah. Uh, he you know he's also he also had a new kid this year. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and he's also been going to these UFC fights. So come on, what a year for that guy, man! And it's not. I mean, it's, yeah. It's freaking what July? <laughs> yeah, I know. Prat, prat, prat. Yeah, prep, prep, prep. And also, one last uh, suggestion that I'd like to give out to the audience is like, uh, I just got done finishing the newest Marvel TV show, Miss Marvel. So, you know, if you're really a big, U uh, not UFC fan, MCU <laughs> fan, 
Uh, I suggest uh, Miss Marvel. That was a really, you know, decent watch. I mean, if you were into Marvel, you got to watch it. So that way you understand what's going on. Because since that show obviously connects with the whole MCU franchise. So, Wes, wow. um, I want to say thank you, like always, for joining, you know, joining with me. Talk about NFL football and talk about movies and TV. Yeah, Chief. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's so fun doing this. Honestly, I love it, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great time. Like, I don't really, I really don't care about like the number of listeners. I just do it for my the passion of it. I love it. So Keep the grind yeah. up. So yeah, um, guys, uh, thank you for listening, and then uh, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And that's all I have. Peace. Peace.